0: Yeah.
1: Kung Fu Santa's got the, got the shirt. He's got... Oh, oh who is, who is that? Wait a minute. Superman. Oh, oh okay. I don't know. Who, who is that? Who? He took Uh-oh. the glasses off. Oh. Who, who are you? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, Movie Dojo Army chat? Everybody watching right now, today's Versus. This is episode 17 up in the house. That's right. The Kung Fu Justice League has returned... That's right, because we're doing DC movies today. Can't do Kung Fu Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Got special guest today, uh, F.J. DeSanto. Uh, He may pop in late, but he's doing his filmmaking thing. We all understand, but we'll give him a shout-out because he's a cool dude. He may pop in later to give his vote, Uh, but it will be fun uh, to see him if he does pop up. But who do we have here? Rick Myers himself, Kung Fu Santa. That's right. Author of Films of Fury. And also other awesome works. That's right. And... Also in the house, we got this sexy sumo back Ooh. on the channel. How you doing, my friend?
2: Fantastic,
1: doing fantastic. Oh, yeah. how, how did you feel about uh, this this verses, this particular
2: verses? How did you feel? Uh, nervous. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm hanging out with a bunch of awesome people that is, are full of knowledge, man. And like me, you don't have to I, be
1: nice. I, to- I know you were excited. I know this was your this was your reaction.
0: <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> it's all right, man. Loose enough. But you know it's all good. We know you're excited cuz we got we love us some bats. We love us some soups.
3: Um, you know. Can I can I borrow that? Yes. Yes, you <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm yes, he's going to be I'm going to <laughs> <gonna> use that. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, you can use that. Yes, yes. Uh but it's, it's awesome having you here, my brother. Brother Sumo. And
3: oh shit.
1: Rob returning. Oh, yeah. Hi. That's right. How are Back you? Back From Entertainment Talk Nation. I
3: am so excited to be here after my stream. I gotta be honest with you. There was <laughs> nice. the, the stream was great, but it ended on a very concerning note. Hmm. Uh, there were very this couple of people, you know. Obviously, the nation is fantastic. Yeah. But there were some people, Mike Gonzalez, who were just absolutely Brain dead Mike Gonzalez. <laughs> and some of them are present here, Mike Gonzalez. Right. Uh-huh. And they 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 give me fear for the future of humanity. <laughs> because this is what we call Mike Gonzalez the next generation. And I am very concerned. <laughs>
1: You're very concerned.
3: Very concerned.
4: <laughs>
1: well, so. on a positive note, it is awesome to have you back here, brother. That's right. Entertainment Talk Nation, YouTube channel. Getting, getting, getting popular, getting better. That's right. The view, you're killing them with the views, man. You are racing, oh to shit. the top, my friend. Oh, look at that! What a surprise! Look at that
3: big head guy.
1: Look at that, racing to the top, racing to success. That's right. Keep doing your thing. That's right. And also, we got actor. That's right, Mister Actor here, Tony of the Dead in the House, coming out soon Woo! with. Night of the Axe oh. 72. Not all killers can be seen. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> Upcoming projects from Tony. It's great to have him back here on the channel. And of course, you know, the beloved Master of Remaster. Frank Jang in the house. That's right. Don't forget Time and Tide is coming out from Eureka. Make sure you guys pick up the Bat That is Time and Tide.
3: Damn all it. Right. You know, I, I this is I, I can't wait to see that stuff. Honestly. And had I known you were promoting, I gotta get, send you a copy of my book, and I keep forgetting.
1: Yeah, next time, next time, next we'll get time, your book in here. Next yeah, time. yeah, and of course, director of Blood Brothers. That's right, the filmmaker himself, Master Chaos, back on the channel. Thank you, my friend, for showing up to talk movies, and it looks like you're already ready and set to vote for Batman.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm very like the obvious. I, I'm split. I'm split down the middle. I had I had to I to try it <laughs> sure <through>. you
5: are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a blast. This is gonna be a lot of fun. And Rick again knocked it out of the park picking two verses of two beloved movies, but these make for the best versus episodes, the ones that are really difficult to do. Uh, but we got to move with Dojo Army in the House, Fet seventy-eight, Eric Planter, John Martinez, Tyler. That's right, Goji, Alan Mullins, Boston. There's too many here. 48 badasses already watching it. I'm not going to go through everybody's name, but it's also oh, that everyone is here to uh, to watch it go down. That's right. Two titans are about to collide, son. Which one is the samurai going to choose? I don't know. We got Batman tattoo over here. Oh, shit. What's up? What? We got Superman tattoo on this side. Holy moly. Guacamole. What's going down? we about to get into it here. So... Superman. Oh, we got there, Rick? You got some goodies. Wait, show, show us,
0: right? <laughs> he's, or
1: he's saving it.
3: Okay. I feel like I'm in the wrong stream with a Captain America shield behind me.
1: That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Represent superhero movies. It's all good. That's right. So all right, let's go ahead and get into it here. Everybody knows how versus goes. If you're new to Versus that is watching right now, there will be spoilers. These movies have been out for a while. <laughs> it's all good. More than a while. Yeah, more than a while. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna go. We will do. We'll go ahead and do Superman, 1978, first, directed by Richard Donner, starring the beloved Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, Gene Hackman. That's right, the Hackman, the legend himself. Oh, ooh, ooh ah, look at that ah, memorabilia that's there. Ooh, love it, love it. And uh, I'm gonna be honest. I might get a lot of hate i might get a lot of hate but we're
3: You're here to be honest
6: every week
3: <laughs> no, i'm just saying <laughs> i don't think this is a, a movie pair you could get hate on no matter which one you pick yeah well
6: okay oh no, no this is the internet you'll get hate on anything that's true that's
3: true
1: <laughs> well here's the thing i'm gonna be honest so when i was young i was a little samurai this movie <laughs> bored the shit out of me <laughs> i'm gonna be honest every time i was a little samurai watching tv i was like sap oh, superman yeah superman's flying around." And then nothing else was happening. I was just always falling asleep. My favorite, my nostalgic favorite is Superman 2. That's right. Electric Boogaloo. I love Terrence Stamp as, as Zod Neil before Zod. That'd be a whole other stream. Maybe we'll get Superman 2 verses on here in the future. Now I know over time, everyone pretty much admits that as an overall film, the first Superman is better than Superman 2. Plus, I'm sure Rick will go into the behind-the-scenes controversy with what happened with Richard Donner, and he was replaced by Richard Lester. And, uh, you know, comedy. We had comedy hijinks in Superman 2, but that's for another stream. But I loved Superman too. I couldn't get enough of it. I still love it. It's one of my favorites of all time. So over time, as I got older, I got a little bit more mature, if you can believe that or not. <laughs> I watched Superman again on DVD, and I started to look at it a little bit. Superman the movie. I looked. At, I started looking at it a little differently. Still didn't love it though. Then when it came out on Blu-ray, I sat down and watched it again, and I, it started to grow on me. Because at this time, I'm older. I have a lot more patience for for movies, and so I'm like, all right, let me give this a shot. I, know, I already know it's not going to be like a, one of those non-stop action, thrill ride type movies. Let me just watch it and appreciate the filmmaking craft here. And I started to love it a lot more. And I, I ended up really loving it to the point where I ran out and bought the 4K version of it <laughs> recently. And, you know, it's actually one of my favorite superhero movies now. And Lady Fat Blood loves it. Just for fun, last year, I was feeling a little retro. And I came across a record store that was selling VHS tapes. And I was just going to just put this on the shelf. I actually got the original Superman clamshell, nice. just for fun, just for fun, VHS tape, just to put on the shelf nice. over here. And I, I, I love this movie. I like it a lot. I do have a little issues with it, but uh, I, things have changed, just put it that way, from older samurai now, than young little samurai going, this
7: is boring.
1: You know, things have changed. Uh, I have a lot more. I have a lot of respect for it. I love the beginning of the movie when it's just the curtains, like you're watching a stage play or Broadway, and it slowly parts open. And in the middle, it's all in black and white, and the kids looking at the action comics. And then it, you know, opens up to the actual film. You have the iconic John Williams music. We actually went to John Williams' concert several years back, and he played his favorites. And when he played that iconic Superman theme song, I I, I was getting chills. I was getting chills hearing that, and uh, I have a lot of love for the film. And you know, I, chemistry. Let's let's. I'm gonna get on it right here. Chemistry. Reeve and Margot Kidder, great, great in the movie. She is adorable in this movie. Yeah, and a lot cool. of the things that people complained about Man <laughs> of Steel and BVS Schneider is no, you know, there was absolutely no chemistry between Amy Adams and Henry Cavill. Now, of course, that's debatable, and that's for another stream. We will save that. No. Uh, but no. no? no. I, was, I, <laughs> actually, cares I like Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel, but what say? That's another stream
7: here. Nobody cares but. if you have him if you have him as Superman. Nobody's looking at her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, uh they had great chemistry. I love them in the movie. And Hackman, a lot of people complain about this about this about this Luthor. Uh they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, uh this Luthor is a stupid real estate comedic take on him, he's, he's not a scientist He's you know, he's, he's, there are some complaints about this Luther, and I'm like, okay, even if he's a comedic real estate agent if that's what you want to call him Gene Hackman kills it <laughs> Gene Hackman with all his charisma, kills it as this 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 interpretation of Lex Luthor, some of the best lines in the movie. Of course, I'm going to botch him. <laughs> I'm going to botch them right now. But one of the best lines when he's hanging out with his minion and Miss Tash back there, and he's <laughs> hanging out with them, and he's all like, it, "He's like, how does it feel to feel a bolt of like <laughs> a bolt of electricity every time you're in a you're in a room with me alone? <laughs> like there's all kinds of there's all kinds of lines like that. Or when Superman's like. You get your rocks off by planning to kill people. And Luthor goes, I get my rocks off when I kill people. <laughs> like, there's some really good lines in here that I, I kind of botched. But he's he's fantastic in the movie. He's great. And and I, I I respect this movie. I have a lot of respect for this film. And for me, it has aged well. And the, the only one thing, nitpick, because it's me, is... When he's flying around with Lois Lane and they got to play the theme song and you know, we got to have the love, right? That's fine. That's fine. But when she's in her monologuing, can you read my mind? When all that, that is the fast forward part of the movie. That has always been the, fa- it's like when you watch Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right? And everyone loves the songs, but everyone hates when, when uh, Charlie's mother sings. Everyone fast forwards that song, right? <laughs> so uh, that's that part. But I, I can't that's really funny. think of a lot of I can't really think of a lot of nitpicks. I mean, in terms of negative negative things, I can't really think off the top of my head. But I really enjoy it. I don't want to talk too much. We'll go ahead and and, and send it to Rob. <clears throat> Rob, Superman: positives and negatives.
3: Oh, I have no negatives. Sorry, <laughs> I have no All negatives. Right. I love this movie it's from when I was a kid. I still watch it now from time to time. Uh, I am a big Man of Steel fan, but Christopher Reeve will always be the epitome of what Superman is. Yes. What I love about this movie over even most of the modern day is that this is the traditional, you know, we're at, we're at a time now where the anti-heroes or the heroes that cross the line a little bit are, like, the big deal now, or even villains to a certain extent as everybody's into, like, villain heroes, like, you know, Invincible's real popular, you know, The Boys is real popular, but... The whole truth, justice, and American way, I love that. I will always love that. I don't care how dorky people think it is. This movie, from beginning to end, and it's a slow build. You know, its, it's a, it starts off slow. You know, he's a kid. He's in high school. It takes about a good 45 minutes before you first see him become Superman. But when he does, the payoff is so incredible. You know, the moment that he reveals himself to the world, he saves Lois, He's holding the, the helicopter in one, uh, one hand, Lois in the other. I mean, the music is absolutely epic and iconic. You know, I know we haven't gotten into Batman yet, but if I have to give one thing immediately to this movie over Batman is the Superman theme song will always be iconic and just completely trumps the Batman theme song. No disrespect to Danny Elfin because he's one of my favorite composers, but... This movie, every time I watch it, does not fail to give me chills in certain moments. Uh Christopher Reeves is just inspiring to watch. He's very charming. You believe he's Superman. That's the amazing thing. Even when you know he's an actor playing a role, you believe he is Superman. Like there's nothing else, you know, and and God, you know, God bless the guy, but from that point forward, you could never see him in another role. And, and that's in some ways unfortunate because you want somebody's somebody wants their career to expand. But it's hard. He did such a great job. Uh, this is this a, a movie I love to go back to a lot of times, especially with how heavy comic book movies are now, because while I love them, they miss a lot of what this movie does that makes it work so well, which is just that that ultimate good person in the face of evil person you can rely on you know, a person who has the power but also has the compassion to do the right thing, you know, um, I think we lose a lot of that now, even in even in entertainment. So it's always a movie I like to go back and hark on. You know, in terms of the characters, I love, you know, I, uh, the, uh, uh, Mr. Luthor, uh, Mr. Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, And it's surprisingly, there's some shots in this movie that are, you know, even when you consider how I guess if you want to call it kid friendly, I mean they show soup's wee wee when he's a baby, right? You would never see that now. Mm-mm. Um, that one scene where uh he goes to uh Luther's hideout and then the guy tries to follow him and he's standing in front of the platform and then it pushes him out. <laughs> and that's a pretty grotesque death. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. some some slightly dark elements here when you when you think about that. And then what happens at the end? You know when he when he flies around the world and and you just get a, a that that fire. You know you you see the level of his power and what he's able to do. I mean, Superman is my favorite DC comic hero, and this <clears throat> is the reason why. This is the movie that got me into Superman, and I've never looked back since. It's one of my favorite superheroes.
7: Nice. All right, Tony. Ditto. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very eloquent. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, this is like my least favorite of the original fours, to be honest. Um, okay. The part where he like screams because of Lois and that, that part gives me chills. Yeah. Like you can feel his pain and everything. Oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. that's like, like awesome. Um, I think what I – I know – Rob said about like you know, you know the goodness and everything. I I'm more for the the newer stuff where it's like not so goody two shoe, you know. Um, I I'm I'm one of those people that said they found it boring. You know, as the beginning, it takes a while to get to it. Not that I don't like the movie, but it's just not one of my favorites. Um, I've Always been, I was. I was told my wife today about it. I said about part three, where the machine brings that girl into the into the machine, turns her into a robot. That freaked the hell out of me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, that was nightmare. Like fuel. that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like oh my god, but and I, I do like Gene Hackman as him. Is like I, I like I like seeing different interpretations of characters. Like I like him as as uh, Lex Luthor. Um, I didn't really. I didn't really see um Superman Returns too many times to like really compare to uh Kevin Spacey but like I like uh what's his name in the as um as Lex Luthor now in um small um um uh, the hell's his name?
1: Is that from the, from the
7: Arrowverse? Is that Michael yeah, Rose- um, who is it? Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. I like Michael Rosenbaum is my favorite. But I'm I'm talking about the guy from uh two and a half men. Ferris he, was, uh, he played, played a, uh,
1: he played lex Luthor's nephew in the fourth movie right yeah that yeah after. him
7: him he does a, a phenomenal job as well so i like seeing different gene hackman's uh it different gene hackman's different uh lex <laughs> Luth- <laughs> there's, there's, more, um, there's more there's, there's a the whole bunch there's a whole multiverse of them um but yeah i mean i christopher reeve is to me superman i will agree with that um I don't know i'm all over the place i like i like all the right. movie but it's not my it's not my favorite of them
1: john crier that's his name
7: john crier yeah i yeah, think um, he does every, a great job
1: yeah everyone's but, been saying that i haven't kept up with the Arrowverse, but they're saying his version of lex luther is really good
7: yeah so that's pretty cool like so the you, part where so you think that they're gonna turn like you could trust them and it's like you know that you can't trust them but maybe right, he turned right. his maybe he turned a new no you know he's lex luther
2: yeah, but Michael Rosenbaum
7: is great in Smallville. It
2: wasn't John Cryer on like Superman three or four. Yeah, yeah, the fourth is one nephew. That, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: All right, cool.
1: Yeah. Copy that. Chaos soups.
4: Um. Well. Okay. So uh, we're debating the first movie. Um. Uh. I. I sort of want to. For me, it's going to be Batman versus Superman. The characters, not so much the movies. Sure. Um. Not to, Not. Not. Not to bring the mood down, but. Um, I I lost my parents when I was five years old. And Superman 2 is the only movie I remember seeing with my father. And I remember sitting in that theater. That's the moment that I said, I'm going to be a filmmaker. I want to do this. And so everybody cheering and clapping. Everybody was so happy and excited. And like, fuck, man, that's real magic. I want to do that. So Superman has become... To me, a complete inspiration, not just because, you know, he stands for, for, for truth and justice and um, everybody should be, just be good to each other and, and be kind. But because he inspired me to be a filmmaker and, and to follow a certain career. So t- to me, Superman means more than, than you know, whatever the behind the scenes drama was, whatever the, you know, comparisons are to modern day Superman and stuff like that. The character is important to me. And the, the movies, yes, uh, they're dated. You know, they, they do feel a little, a, a little. you know, I, I can see how – I just showed my son uh, Man of Steel, and he loved it. I haven't shown him the the older ones because I feel like he might think they're a little lame. Um, he probably will still love it. But, you know, audiences changes, t- um, t- taste change.
0: Right.
4: So um, – I honestly have no negatives to the movie. I do. I don't like that, uh, the thing you mentioned, PSG, about uh, uh, Lois floating and when they're flying, and she said uh, the, the whole voiceover thing yeah, is that's, super feasible.
1: <laughs> you got to afford it. <laughs>
4: um, but <laughs> the, it, the movie is the definitive superhero movie. I mean, you can't say without it, there would be no superhero movies. I think that's the one that everyone mm-hmm. goes, oh, shit. <clears throat> okay, so this is how we can do it in a realistic way and in a way of saying, well, oh, it's going to make money. Let's do that. Uh, Batman is sort of in the same boat, uh, but uh, but for me, Superman means so much more uh, beyond the movies. So, you know, I I I I have no negatives. I I I think it's a, I think it's an important film. I think it's a wonderful film. The franchise in general, I even like Part Four. You know, and I think it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no negatives, all oh, positives. Awesome. Superman means the world to me before I made my first movie I got a Superman tattoo hey. right to, to to remind me of where it all began so uh nice. so I I, sh- I share that ink with you uh PSG nice well um
1: said. that's
4: me that's that uh, those are my thoughts on Superman
1: nice Rick I have a question for you but we'll we'll wait till we get to you uh Frank soups
5: like you I watched Superman too first and then yeah, and I loved that film. I thought it was great. It was fantastic. It's funny. I loved the villains, and the Zod, yeah. and the gang. I mean, it's all great. I mean, that film was. All and I, you know, and it was only like two years after I saw Superman 2 then I saw the first film. Like, you know, it always has a special place in in, in me too, because this was the last um, Hollywood film I saw before I came to the U.S. So, hmm. so this film always had a little special place in my heart. I mean, I think this is a this is a landmark film. Right? This is you know this is a. Iconic film is very, you know, it has a very important place in, in, in the in history of superhero movies. It was perfect casting. You have Reeves, you have Kidder, you have Brando. I mean, you have, um, um, uh, who, who played the, um, the Glenn Ford play played um, Jonathan Kent. I mean, that was, you know, and then that whole, you know, the whole first hour, even though Superman, really, you know, like like somebody said, he really didn't show up until like an hour in the film. To me, that whole hour build up was just absolutely epic, you know to see the planet, you know, you have the planet getting destroyed, and then to have Superman landing in, you know, um, Smallville, and him growing up, up. you saw, you know, uh, Uncle Kent uh, passing away, you know, with a heart attack. I mean, that was just all great stuff, you know. And even, you know, even there's no superhero element in that whole first hour, maybe a little with the kryptonite planet thing, but that whole part, it's like a separate film by itself. It, It was so good. And then, and then Superman shows up, and Kroken, you know, and like like I said, Reeves with perfect casting, and then that whole helicopter rescue s- sequence is, is you know tension filled. The villains, um, yeah, they're a little bit cartoonish, but I think Gene Hackman really does a good job in in presenting menace without mm-hmm. looking menacing. You know, um, um, you know, you he, on the surface he may not look as scary, but but you you do scare. You know, you 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 do feel a bit scared about him, and then. You know, that whole part in the end with the earthquake and him going back in time to save, save uh, um, Lewis, You know that's yeah. I mean, as a kid, that was that was pretty stirring stuff. You know, and of course the iconic music, you know, John Williams' music. I I, I don't have any negative to say about it. I mean, there was some exaggerated humor with you know with Mr. and all that. But then this just a small, it's a small price to pay when this entire film is just so you know so iconic and it's so well yeah. done. Um, and I also like the fact that there's so many versions of this film. You know, I have the 4K, I have that that whole box set, but then you, know, you also have this one, right, with the TV card, with the you know this uh, special edition cut. So it, it kind of makes it really special. It's like you know this is an epic film, and you have all these different length, different versions. And you know I just cherish watching all these different versions, seeing oh this scene was here, this scene was there. So it's almost like every time I rewatch this film, I see something new, nice. and and as much as I, I even like Superman Returns. To be honest with you, I thought that's actually a, a pretty nice film. I, I know, Rick will be. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. And and I'll be honest with you. you know, I think the flying scene in Superman Returns. Is, I actually prefer the flying scene in Superman Returns a little bit more than the flying scene here. Uh, like like Samurai said, you know that part where a little you know voiceover thing corny. But then you watch, you know, you watch that flyover scene in Superman Returns. It, it kind of tucked my my heartstrings when remember when they flew by her house, and then she, you know, she saw her house with the airplane and stuff. That uh, to me, that that was that was actually a very nice touch. And and that whole scene was just so well done, the music and everything. But yeah, I mean, this film, no question about it. I mean, this is this is an important film, and and to me still, the, the best of the four. I mean, not best of the four. I think Superman 2 is equally good, uh, equally entertaining. Yeah. But I mean, this film, without this film. We probably wouldn't have all these superhero movies, you know, right now. So it's true. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Did anyone else
1: enjoy the interview scene?
3: <laughs> I, I, I did. I thought it was pretty good. I like that I, I, part.
1: I, I, I I'm surprised. I ended up liking this scene a lot more. Uh, then usually a scene like this I wouldn't care, but I actually enjoyed that scene because it was like, oh, we got some, we got some jokes in here for Mama and Daddy. I see. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Superman was Superman was a little pimp right there. He's like, you got, you got a man, you got a man. He's like, I mean, you got a woman. And she, he's all like, "Well, not right now, but you would be the first one to know." You know, like Superman was a little pimp in that scene, you know. So he's like, "Hey, we got kind of, we got all these see through powers. All right, what kind of underwear am I wearing?" And he's like, "Pink. Oh, did I embarrass you? Oh, I see what you're doing there, Richard. Little little jokes in there for mom and daddy. I like it." <laughs> yeah, but it was it was fun. But that but that that scene after the interview where he flies away, and then the camera turns. And then it follows Lois in her apartment, and then Clark is at the door. It was one. That was like one take. Yeah. How they? Didn't anyone know how they did that?
4: <laughs> little, That's how they did it.
1: <laughs> that was pretty magic. impressive,
2: though. Yeah, magic. magic. All right, Sumo. Um, like everybody else, I mean, there's really no no negatives to this movie. I mean, I know that a lot of people love Superman Two Why because it's more action packed. You know, with the master fights with, the, with with Zod and, and the other two um, super villains,
3: Superman.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love that he
1: actually cares for these people like pets. Look, I suppose so. They
3: They're need great. machines
1: to fly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Zod. You know I will kill you. Yeah. That was a good stuff, man. But but going going with the with the first one, I saw the first one when. You guys remember when they used to do the, uh, the Sunday night movie premieres on Channel 7 or Channel 4? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the first time I saw it. So if anything, I saw the TV cut first. Hmm. You know, and as okay. a kid, I'm just like, wow, this is really good. Of course, like you guys mentioned, it got a little boring from time to time. But when you see the good action uh, scenes in there, it was really good. And me, I think I saw it maybe about a quarter of the way in because I missed the beginning of it. So watching it on blu Ray anyway, eventually, I, I ended up liking the whole intro, even though the like they made it look like the old the old comic book funnies, right, where it's, it's just one regular square screen showing the black and white, kids getting the comic books, and it's giving that old voiceover with the, the radio show guy, right? Oh, look at here, Daily Planet. Ah, you know, <laughs> like that. So watching that was really neat. And then of course, when it pans out, and then you hear the beginning credits of the song playing. And it seemed like the credits went on for like 20 minutes. Right, it just went on forever until finally they, they went to the scene where where Marlon Brando and given you know talking uh, doing the trial for Zod, you know which was really cool because you get to see Zod before he makes his appearance on part two. It was really cool. Um, did it have any flaws? I mean, it wasn't a perfect movie. You know, it was 1978 practical effects. I, I love the fact that it's all practical effects. Right, no CGI back then, really. Uh, a lot of miniature sets, you know, and then going forward to Batman, eventually the the sets get better, right? The little mini, yeah. and then of course Peter Jackson blows everybody away with the miniature sets, but that's that's a whole other thing. Um, some of the scales were a little off, you know, like the scene where they finally launch um El on the little pod, you know, it it, it seemed like the, the the pod itself was way bigger than the actual dome they were in, you know, because it was flying away, and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Um, but other than that, um, some of the scenes, uh, it's funny when the, the whole the writing scene you showed where um, Clark Kent was running against the train, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of the uh, Yeah, it reminded me of Wonder Woman 84. That's exactly how she was running. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, and that, that's I mean like, mm. I don't know why, you know, with, with the whole God that movie's so bad. Oh. <laughs> you know, but the fact that are so advanced in, in in the special effects market, you would think they would do a better job with the run. You know but that's just other than that uh the whole story alone was really good you know uh it, it made you feel really good when you're watching this movie why because it's, you know it, it's just it's just something you see as a kid and you grow with it and you just learn to love it really 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 a lot you know and then obviously man of steel came out and it's like it blew me away right why because it's a darker version of superman <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. but but you know, you always have that, that one special place for the old classic. Why? Because you grew up with it, and it yes. like I said, I, I love the first one. Uh, obviously, the second one was great. Third one was, I have to rewatch it again, but it's been a while. No, uh, and then and then the quest, <laughs> the like, eh, you know, so yeah, I, it's, it's the third one
1: did something impressive, it made Richard Pryor unfunny. Mm. <laughs> so the third, I didn't think that was possible. I, third I just third one's good. I just Bad, like vibrations?
5: Bad vibrations. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, Bad
0: vibrations.
7: Third one's fun.
5: Yeah. I, I do want to point out one thing. I mean, it's, I, uh, it's like I, I, funny that uh, you know, sexy mentioned Wonder Woman. I always felt that Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-four, was like Patty Jenkins' version of like, what if I shoot this film to make it kind of look like a mirror image of this original Superman? You know, oh. uh, right? Regardless of how bad, you know, it was, like, boring or what have you. But when, yeah. I, when I watched that film, it just kept reminding me of the first Superman. It just like, it felt just like watching the first Superman. It's just the way she shot this film. Mm-hmm. I so I just want to point that out.
7: Yeah, yeah I have yet to so... see
5: that one.
6: Yeah, I can, see, I
5: can see
1: the can You've got to
6: stop doing homages. I mean, uh, Daniel Craig kept on saying that uh, whatever, which one was it that was his homage to uh, Live and Let Die and Roger Moore. Uh, it's like, you've got to stop doing homages, guys, because it, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Well, copy that. Yeah. All right. So, Sumo, you, you, overall, you love it.
2: Overall, love it, was, it was a great movie. Like I said, it holds a special place in your heart because it, just, it was yeah. just, so you yep. know, think about it.
1: Yeah. And, you, you know, Hackman, again, killed it. And I think, you know, Hackman and Soups killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, both Everybody.
2: of these actors. I mean, you could tell he's still, still a big criminal master. Fantastic. Fantastic job! Good. good. Is he retired? Is
4: is Gene Hackman retired?
2: Yes.
5: Yes. Yes. He's a writer though. He's he's still writing books. Oh. Oh.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, But you gotta love. uh, He he did. He he knocked it out of the park with, (laughs) with both (laughs) characters. (laughs) love the bumbling Clark in this one. Only he could do
5: it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Perfect casting. All right, Rick. One. uh, I just have a question. I know you're going to go into all the behind the scenes stuff, which is fun. Yep. So Richard Donner obviously he's a genius, you know, I'm a fan of his work. Was he overly ambitious? Is that what happened? No, because I'm Because how how was how was Superman one and two supposed to be one movie? That's
6: it's insane. Like the three Musketeers. The same producers did the three Musketeers. Oh and they did okay. that one movie and then they split it into two without okay. telling the cast. The cast thought it was gonna be one movie. So they had to sue them to get wow. the extra two money. So they decided to continue in that vein. That's also where they made the... And also, Richard Lester was brought on to the Superman set. Well, let me let me answer your question. Sure. It wasn't over-ambition. It okay. was two producers who didn't give a shit about mm. the movie. And when Richard Donner came in and said, I'm going to do this brilliantly, they fought him at every single turn to the point where their conversation broke down and they had to bring in Richard Lester. And Richard Lester, who directed Three Musketeers and the Beatles movies and all that stuff, who I saw on the set and just went crazy because I loved his work and I didn't know what he was doing there. It turns out that he came back not, not to follow the producer's rules, but because the producers owed him money for the three and four musketeers. And they said, well, if you come back and serve as as the person in between Donner and us, then we'll get you your money. Or we went, okay. And he came back onto the set. So what happened was every every flaw in that movie was because of the fight that he was having with the producers to do a great job. And so, I mean, that scene with racing the train, where they just had to say, you know, ultimately they had to throw up their hands and say, put him on a wire and we'll, we'll bounce him. Mm. And they did that because they were running out of money and running out of time. And that led to other things. Now now it's my turn, right? Yes. I can't remember why I became Starlog's correspondent to Superman, but I did. I was working for Starlog magazine at the time, and they assigned me Superman. And the first thing they did was send me to England to be on the set for somewhere between two weeks and a month. Wow. I was on the set at Pinewood Studios for the, all the scenes with Gene Hackman and Lex Luthor's lair under Grand Central Station. And also all the scenes in the Fortress of Solitude, which was on the 007 stage. That's pretty cool. And I went That's there with cool. my wife or my fiance. I can't remember who it was at the time. Uh, she was fiance, eventually be wife or already wife. And we stayed at a bed and breakfast in a place called Ivor Heath. And then every single morning we were picked up and brought to Pinewood Studios and I got to be on the set. And here's my, and it just kills me. I met everybody. I was with everybody, but because it was a union set and it was an English set, couldn't take pictures. We snuck one picture of me with the helicopter, the Daily Planet helicopter. After they had filmed that scene, not the full size one because they also did a lot of miniatures. But I was at the, and there's a shot of me and I, and Melissa, my my fiance slash later to be wife. I, I remember you can see me in the picture, sort of like saying stuff to her because I'm going hurry, hurry. <laughs> if they if they catch us <laughs> taking this picture, we're dead.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so in any case, so this is this is, look at the station there. This is the letter that Richard Donner sent me thanking me. Or doing the great reporting. And, and at, well, there it is. Yeah. Don't read the, the address. I don't live there anymore, but other people do now. So I don't want them to get in trouble. <laughs> Take that one down quick. Yeah. Don't let everybody. <laughs> it's too late now. Oh, late. People will be throwing stuff at them. So uh, again, I talked to everybody. I had a wonderful time. Uh, I became very good friends with Christopher Reed. Uh, and there's there's a great Gene Hackman story. In, the, in Lex Luthor's lair, you didn't see most of it. Uh, but I did, because I was right there. And he had... But in some of the shots, if you look carefully, on Lex Luthor's piano, he has all these little pictures, all these little framed pictures. And they're all pictures of the famous villains of history. They're all, you know, uh, Mussolini and Hitler and, you know, all these other ones. But he had a little... Circular frame with a picture of him in it from the conversation, the part he played in the Francis. Oh, wow! Oh boy! <laughs> wow! That's, That's awesome. awesome. I love that movie. So, so Gene Hackman is over on the other side of the piano, and I'm in my little you know reporter's place. You know, I'm far away, but then I just pick point at the picture and go, "Man, that I love that movie. You were great." And he and he perked up. And I started asking him how he would prepare for a part like that versus a part like this. Because the reason he, I mean, whoever of you think he was so great in the movie, uh, Fat Samurai, you're right, because he is one of the greatest actors of all time. And he can play a part like that and just give it this, you know, for him, he was, this is what he was explaining to me. For him, he doesn't believe what those other actors say is that you have to like your character and you have to think your character, if you're a villain, you have to play it as if you think you're right. That's, he says that that's bullshit. No, you just have to understand why he's doing what he's doing. And he has to take it, you know, for him being a villain was a job and he just wanted to do it the best he could. So he came up with this plan and now he has to do it. And that's, and that is that and he just does that perfectly. Now the other Now you guys all watch it. It's very important when you watch it. I was at the premiere. I saw it being made. I knew cuz I had I was born in 1953. And I grew up. And I knew that this was the first serious superhero movie. There had been other Superman movies. There had been the George Reeves Superman versus the Mole Man. There was the serial back in the uh, 40s. I mean, they've done other superhero movies, but they always did them as "this is good enough for garbage." Uh, this stuff is for you know people who don't care about the good. You know, we used to have a, we used to have a great game that we would play when if the studios back in the '40s took superheroes seriously, who they would have really cast? You know, Humphrey Bogart as the Joker, Cary Grant as Superman. You know, if they had done it legitimately. But this was the first one serious. And the thing that I loved when I came onto the set is all over Pinewood Studios, Richard Donner had put up huge banners, not little signs, huge banners that said verisimilitude. You know what that word means? That means make it real. Do it as real as we can. So I saw that and I'm just going oh, this is going to be so great. Finally, the movie I've always waited for. And again, all the flaws were become because of the rushed schedule. Now, I'm watching the Lex Luthor sequences. i am It's blowing my mind. I said, this is going to be the greatest ever. Because when I was at Lex Luthor's henchman was played by Peter Boyle. The guy who, starred, who co-starred, Peter Boyle, the guy who played Young Frankenstein, who Gene Hackman had a cameo in as the blind man. I said, it's a reunion of Young Frankenstein. <laughs> and Peter Boyle played this big, hulking, silent henchman who was just amazing. And it was perfect because Luther was a talker. The henchman, I forgot his name, it wasn't us. A- didn't talk, never spoke, just was like dangerous. He was practicing. Mm. Yeah. And it was perfect combination. And I'm going, this is just, this is definitely like that. And I'm in Christopher Reed's New York apartment the day before the movie premieres. And we're talking, we're having a good time. I loved Christopher Reed, because he had been waiting for being a star his whole life. And he answered every question I had as if he had already asked himself that question multiple times. He had the answer already. And so it was just great to be in the apartment. It was just awesome to see him. He had all his books and it was, it was a great New York apartment and all this stuff. And I just, at the end because I had spent all that time with him on the set as well. First time I met him, he was getting his body makeup done. So he comes out with the, with the, um, with his robe open, so you know, I see the whole Superman thing, and there's Margot Kidder, and there's all, and there's uh, what's what's who played Miss Teschmacher? I'm blanking yes. on her name. What was it? Miss, but well, whoever played, she was there yeah. too. Valerie Perrine. Valerie Perrine. Okay. All right. Pariah. And she was awesome. And he comes out. So we got along great. And at the end of that interview, because I knew, and I just said, you know. After the premiere tomorrow, we're never going to see each other again. And he went, oh, no, don't be ridiculous. We'll be, we never saw each other again. (laughs) I saw Richard Donner again, and I asked him all the questions you asked. For instance, I went to the premiere, and I loved it. No, I really, 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 really liked it. I just thought it was was great. I thought it was great. I did not love it for a Mm. couple of reasons. Number one, can you read my mind? Yes. I asked the daughter, why didn't you have someone great sing that? She doesn't have to say it. It just has to be in her head. She must she can hear it like music. If they had with Richard Williams' music and, and those lyrics, and you would have gotten someone like Maureen McGovern or Cher or anybody to sing that song, classic. Oscar winning. Yeah. And he said we didn't have time. That was after. That was afterwards. We had it had a rush, and that was that was the flaw. But not the flaw that
0: Otis was.
6: <laughs> Otis. Now the problem, Ot- You know, if Otis had been Asperger, if Otis had been on the spectrum. That's one thing. My father was the Northeast Regional uh, Northeast Regional Associate. No, what am I saying? He was the vice president of a National Association for Retarded Citizens. My father worked in mental health, retardation, and mental illness his entire career. I grew up amongst what it was known at that time as the trainably retarded. These were all my friends. They were all wonderful forest gumps. They didn't have this ego and this attitude. So if Otis was even like that, that would have been fine with me. But I can assure you, having met everybody on the spectrum and met everybody who was considered mentally handicapped, Otis does not exist. (laughs) No one like Otis ever has existed, ever will exist. He was a totally false fictional character in a movie that was otherwise totally realistic, except for him. But I liked him.
0: <laughs> you could
6: like him, but that was not what I wanted, and that was right. not the and that was not what should have happened if you're going to make a movie for, with Verissa Militude. I love Ned Beatty. I think yeah. he, I've met him a bunch of times. He's an awesome actor. But again, he came in at the last possible second. And by that time, everyone on the crew just could not just get this thing done. It was, a, it was like they were all shell-shocked. It was the end of a battle. And they were just having a terrible time. The other thing that was an issue was, for me, the ending was flawed because that was not supposed to be the ending. That was supposed to be the ending for part two. Okay.
1: I was a questions battle, about that. Yeah, okay. Everyone,
6: he had to rush it for this one, and he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do, which is what I wanted him to do, which was, you may have noticed, at the end of this movie, he goes back. He doesn't turn back time. If he had turned back time, that would have been good. Because I had been already writing my science fiction novels and my science fiction film book. He negated time. There were all sorts of things that happened between the time that he that Lois goes into the pit. And that yeah. all the other things Superman did before he was... He was late getting to Lois, if you'll recall. He had to right. save the, the school bus. He had to save the town. There was all sorts of things he had to do. But when he comes back for Lois, you'll notice she doesn't go into the pit at that point. He just lands next to her car and everything's fine.
1: Right, right.
6: Um, WTF. What would have been awesome, especially if you guys have any knowledge, in, like, no, I'll get the picture later. If you guys have any knowledge of, of the history of Superman comics. Remember the first cover of the Superman comic. He should have gone back and done all the things he did before, but much faster. He should have gone through each of those things. So by the end of that sequence, you would have been I would have I would have been cheering. The audience would have been going nuts because he would have saved everybody, but much faster.
1: Right, right. And
6: then she goes into the pit and she starts getting crushed, and suddenly the car goes. And rising out of the chasm with him under the car, just like on Action Comics number one, is him bringing up the car. Wow, we would have that would have been cool. I'm already already getting chills thinking about how awesome that would have been. Yeah, but it wasn't done because of the rush, right? It was interesting. Also, there were a lot of really ultimately pretty lame comedy sequences when they were doing with the military and the, uh, the uh, tanker truck and all the rest of this stuff. I wound up going, when I was going back to England for another, for another thing on Pinewood, they showed their cut of Superman. The airline cut was better than any other cut I had seen of Superman 1 because they cut out all the really stupid stuff. Hmm. And okay. it just works so much better. So to make it clear, let's see. Oh, by the way, yeah, it's not corny. It was terrible. I asked honor about all of this stuff. Oh, yeah, I went to see John Williams at Carnegie Hall, hosted by Martin Scorsese. And when he did oh. something, it was just like, but by the way, if you guys have the album, the, the theme song is awesome, but listen to the Leaving Smallville theme. The Leaving Smallville theme is just so—it's one of my favorite pieces of movie music of all. Yeah, time. That's, that's that's beautiful. Man. That is absolutely amazing. So yep. this movie is so influential because it really is the first, in quotes, except for Otis, serious <laughs> superhero movie. And you're right, nothing else would have followed. However, nothing else would have followed without this. And then, then they started to cheapen it. The sequels, the sequels to me are like Bruce Bruceploitation films. They're dancing on the grave of Superman one and two. They're not taking it seriously anymore. And Donner's out. Right. You know, of three and four. And it's now let me see. Do I have any other notes of this? Uh, yeah. No, nope, that's pretty much if you have any questions specifically about. Oh, yeah. The premiere was was awesome. But I was pissed. And what's awesome. Also, what's awesome about this. Is that this movie, just as it created Clark Kent, that's why I love having this and doing this. Because Superman, the movie, created the Rick you know today. Because without Superman 2, I would not have been sitting in Larry Hama's office at Marvel Comics, complaining bitterly about how no studio takes superhero movies seriously. If I had not done that, he would not have brought me... The Lightning Swords of Death, The Baby Cart in the Land of followed immediately by Drunken Master, and gooseboxing. Boxing. And, the, and I would never have been here. I would have been sitting in Hollywood in an alley with you know needles in my arm. I, what I'd be,
0: oh, wow.
6: oh, 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 oh. The movie bad, huh? as I exist.
7: And now Your I know I like would do with a time machine. Wow.
4: Look, now, now you guys keep talking while I get the picture on I, I like it that was Rick's two options. It was, it was either like <laughs> r- write about martial arts films or get super into drugs.
7: <laughs>
1: I'm not expecting that at
7: all. all
4: Those are
1: right.
7: 70s.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah, let's do oh.
3: Action comics is cool.
6: That was was an an exhibit at at the last live San Diego Comic Con where you can go in and put yourself in the on the cover of the first Action Number One.
1: Oh, that's fun! All right, right, let's. All right, Batman, Tim Burton, 1989 soundtrack by Danny Elfman, starring everyone's. You know, who, at the time they said, "Who the hell is this dude? We, uh, who? Why are we getting Beetlejuice to be Batman? Who made this decision?" <laughs> uh, people were not. They were not down with it back then. Uh, uh, but I, I think Keaton knocked it out of the park. Jack Nicholson knocked it out of the park as the Joker. Kim Basinger was beautiful in the film. And this is how I discovered Batman in 1989. <laughs> This is how I did. Did you change? What do we got? Are oh, we still changing?
6: Oh, I'm still changing.
1: Okay, I'll keep going. Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> so, despite the comic books and despite Super Friends, and once in a while, again, the Batman cartoon here and there, my only live-action outlet to Batman at the time—Batman—was this. <laughs> oh God. <Batman. laughs> This was it. This was the shit, though. That's like, terrible. This was the shit when you were That's, when you were a kid. Like this is this is all terrible. I had. This is <laughs> all I had. This <laughs> garbage. That's I, all hate, I, had. I hate that show. I hate Batman, that show, sorry. ordering bat milk. Okay, right, <laughs> right. Pulling out the bat shark repellent oh, to bl- to, get, to blow up the bat the shark you know hey oh, right. that's how that's how we did it back in the day that's right. all I had
3: and all of this with no prep time and now the argument now is that he can beat anybody with prep time he didn't have prep time back then you know so get
1: the I think man. something else was in that yes, bat milk
3: he had the crap power.
1: I think the Joker spiked that bat milk what you what y'all think yes <laughs> anyway think. that's that's all I had. And I remember, I remember a very quick, brief TV spot. It was really quick TV spot of Batman coming out, coming down from the, uh, the the rafters through the glass in the museum. And it was really quick. So I didn't really get a chance to see it. And I was like, what is that? That's all I seen really. I didn't really know what it was. I was like, I kind of look like Batman. I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I saw. Then I went to the mall with my family and my dad was like, Hey, let's go to the movies. There's some Batman movie out. You want to go see Batman? Let's go see the, the Batman movie. Right? So I'm like, well, I'm not going to say no, right? <laughs> I'm like, sure, let's go see the Batman film. Not really know the epicness that I was about to experience in the theater. I went to the theater, sat down, had no idea, wasn't oversaturated with billions of trailers and billions of TV spots. And I sat there, and it got dark the movie came on and then opening credits started and it was something very haunting and epic about that theme song and i was on the edge of my seat from the beginning to the end and i had absolutely no idea what i was about to experience in that theater and i remember you know it's just it's it's one of those if i made a list movie theater memories batman 1989 is going to go on there and Little Samurai was in there losing his mind <laughs> seeing this. Because remember, I was not ready. I was not ready for the epicness. Because this was all I had. No. Okay, this is all I had. So I was completely blown away. All the Batmobile scenes, which I still consider, I still consider to this day, this movie has the best Batmobile out of all the movies. Agreed. That's just me. That's just me, though. And I remember when we got to the Batmobile scene, And it was so epic. I remember the theater cheered. The theater cheered when the Batmobile was revealed. And when it was racing, going fast, and the epic music was rising, not only was I on the edge of my seat, I slowly turned to my right. My sisters were on the edge of their seat. I turned to my left, and everybody in this row were all on the edge of her seat watching this movie. Like We were just like, this is amazing. They, They busted up laughing at the Jack Nicholson shenanigans. Cause yeah, he's yeah, he's like yeah, Jack's being Jack, but he still killed it. I you know I, I hate it when people go well, you know, Jack Nicholson just played himself. You mean to tell me he didn't knock it out of the fucking park? Are you serious? You mean to tell me? Yeah, I'm sure a little bit of Jack was in there, but he still knocked it out of the park as the Joker, in my opinion. But that's just my humble opinion. And I did enjoy Heath Ledger's interpretation of Joker as well, but that's for another stream. But love this movie; it's nostalgic. You know, I I, I still get chills even with this theme song and the music in this. I got the soundtrack, baby. I got it on LP. You know what I'm saying? Did you get I got the
5: produced, uh, soundtrack as well. Hmm? Did you get the Prince soundtrack as well? The pr- oh. <laughs> no, I
1: didn't get the Prince soundtrack. <laughs> Even though I that's to nostalgic to that. too. I to I didn't get to the, the Prince soundtrack though.
5: No. Vicky Bale.
7: That's you know, funny. Vicky Bale. Back then, you wouldn't watch. You didn't watch trailers for it. And now you review trailers. I know. Times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Times have
1: changed. That's not my fault. <laughs> trailers are everywhere, man. That's just how it is now. Uh, But, yeah, I absolutely love the film. And you know what else I liked about the film was Batman got his ass kicked. Mm. Batman got the shit kicked out of him at the end of the movie. And I love that when heroes go through adversity (laughs) and they have to fight their way back. I think he got one kick on that guy at the end of the movie. He got one kick. And then, he, then, other than that, he got, beat, he got beat down, man. That guy beat the shit out of him at the end. That was, that was great. I love stuff like that in movies. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, now, here's the thing. Rick and Frank and everyone else, maybe you can help me out here. But one of the main negatives for BVS and the Schneiderverse of Batman, people lost their shit and complained about why Batman is killing people. Did uh, they forget about this film? I think they forgot about this movie. Yeah. Because Batman kills motherfuckers through this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think everybody so forgot about shape it. About that. Yeah. I'm I'm for both. I'm for I'm for the Batman that doesn't want to kill. I, I I'm for perfectly fine with that. That's what I grew up with. But I really don't have that big of an issue if he knocks somebody off the building. Like I, <laughs> I really don't I don't have an issue. He's trying to rescue these people and he had he's explodes this group of bad guys over here with his Batmobile. Don't really have a big deal, but I remember when BBS and and the Schneider everybody went nuts. Batman doesn't kill. His... <laughs> I was like, you guys completely forgot about nineteen eighty nine. Here, I'll show you this scene right here. Everybody, everybody forgot. I'll show you this right here. Oh yeah, <laughs> drops the bomb. Boom! Everybody in that entire warehouse is dead. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Yeah. Did we forget about this? But they don't show it though. That's the they're dead. Thing. They're dead. Oh yeah, I know. I'm going to kill you. That's what he's
7: saying mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> I'm going also, to kill you. He, he dropped him into the, <laughs> into the. He dropped him into that chemical, yeah. So he mm-hmm. basically like just left him to die. I just want to make a point here. Everybody seems to forget this
1: movie. Batman had machine guns and missiles and targeted the Joker. <laughs> and and unload, unleashed all hell fury on to kill the Joker. I just want to make sure people are not forgetting about this. Even yeah. in Batman Returns, does anybody remember when he put the dynamite on the big guy and blew him up? Mm-hmm. In Batman Returns, the Way Batmobile turns guy. around. says wild.
5: Even, even smirved when he put that yeah, bomb on.
1: The Batmobile turns around and the fire yeah. exhaust yeah. burns alive bomb, that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm just making now. a point. i just want to make a point anyway classic movie i love it my only nitpick about it really is a little bit too much of this um i know the audio. you know tim burton probably wanted to do well okay how do we get to know batman a little bit more let's do it through her eyes and then we find out a little bit more about his backstory look they just they just got they just had a hookup one night And all the whole movie. Why didn't you you say where where you were going? Why didn't you tell me where you're doing? (laughs) That was a little annoying. Don't get me wrong. Kim Basinger's gorgeous. Okay. But a little bit too much bat simping. Little bit too much simping. And it was like, Alfred was like, they they were were together for one night. One night. Oh, I love you. (laughs) It's like, come on, man. And another thing I'm getting tired of, Batman revealing his identity. (laughs) And a lot of these movies... He's telling them who he is. Stop this. Please stop this. Okay? But yeah, a little bit too much bat simping. And uh, even Alfred, I love the actor that plays Alfred, but even he was like, hey, do you guys have grandkids yet? Shut the fuck up, Alfred. Go serve me some tea. Okay? Like, a little bit too much. A little bit too much of this. It was like, because I rewatched it the other day, and I love this movie to death, but I was like, dude, I mean, even he had to let her know, You could you shut up for a minute? <laughs> You <laughs> had to let her know that. Shut up. We've only been together for one night. You know, Jesus Christ. And even at the end, I love that line at the end. I got to go to work. You know, leave me alone. I got shit I got to do. Maybe later we can talk about having brunch. Once but right I now people back, are dying. Back. People are dying right now. I got to save the day. I got to go to work. Love that line.
3: All right. Love the movie. Rob. Okay, so love, love this Batman movie. A lot of great, like action sequences for the time that it came out. A lot of this stuff was like, you know, just groundbreaking. I mean, the special effects in this movie still hold to today. The Batmobile is my favorite Batmobile of all the Batman movies. Yeah, Um, you know, it. This this uh, Michael Keaton did an excellent job. I do remember all. The hostility towards him being selected as Batman—I remember that—and he just killed it. It's amazing how a lot of these actors get criticized when they get, high, you know, they get picked for a role. Nobody gives them an opportunity, and then when they see them, they finally fell in love with them. Same thing happened to Ben Affleck. Uh, same thing happened to Gal Gadot. You know what I mean? So uh, this movie made me a huge Batman fan. Uh, I'm talking like I was like 12 years old when this movie came out. And I was telling, you know, uh, one of my streams the other day, we were talking about Batman. And I said how after this movie came out, I was wearing Batman shirts, Batman hats. I was wearing even a fucking fanny pack with a Batman sign in front of it. I mean, I was all batted out. And one of the things I love about this movie is not only it's a very dark movie, but it does have some pretty funny moments that actually work very well, despite the tone and the ambiance. Uh, Jack Nicholson obviously provides a majority of that. But even when you first meet Bruce Wayne, you know, very charming. This is why Michael Keaton is one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Batman because he does both Bruce Wayne and Batman very well. He does them both very well, you know, and I like when he first meets Vicki Vale. You you could tell he's into her and and he's got the smile. He's being the playboy that he is cracking jokes, you know, uh, but there's still a sense of humility there despite the fact that he's a big-time rich billionaire playboy. And then, you know, but you get to see that dark side, that tragic past, you know, um, that's more impactful in this movie than it's been in any other movie after this, not only because they've overdone it, but just because um, the way they link it to the Joker, you know, I guess that's one of many origins you can go with, but they decided to do that for this movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson does an excellent supporting role, but... What I like about Jack Nicholson's role is he's so gravitas in this movie, but when he's with Michael Keaton, he he reins it in. He doesn't steal the the light. You know, it's almost like he understands that Batman's a star, and when I have my moments alone, I'm going to steal the camera. But when he's on there, I just I mean. Maybe people would disagree, but I just kind of feel like there was a certain sense of professionalism that Jack Nicholson brought to this role that I don't think a lot of people recognize. Because when you have a role like that, it is very easy to steal every senior in, even with the main star. Heath Ledger did that, you know, um, and that's not a bad thing, because at the same time, I also think that Christian Bale is the worst Batman ever. I get a lot of criticism for that, but to me, he is the worst Batman. I what, what 100% main- agree. What made those movies good was everything surrounding Christian Bale. So, um, but this movie was, uh, this movie was groundbreaking. I remember when I went to see it, this was, you had never seen some of the things done that were done in this movie. The Batmobile alone was a feat that was a success. You never saw any cars like that in cinema. Anything remotely close and it holds up to this day, I would drive this over the Tumblr any day of the week. (laughs) I really would. Uh, So I think everything about this movie is great. Much like Superman, it is hard to find anything negative about this movie. Um if if I had to nitpick, the only thing would be is that the ending, you know, you always expect this big fight between the villain and the good guy, but this good guy obviously overpowers the villain i think that's one of the reasons why that one henchman kicked the shit out of batman before he got there you know but and the music is good too again i know what i was saying about the superman music but that's not to knock this music it's just that that one is more iconic but that doesn't take anything away from the soundtrack or the the sound score this movie is fantastic soundtrack that leaves a lot to be desired i like prince (laughs) i don't like his songs in this movie trust and last, last, lastly, I would say that the final action sequence with the bat wing was my favorite part. And it's uh, when he goes up and he rotates the ship to dive and you see the bat signal against the moon. Oh, look at that. You got it. That bat wing design is still my favorite bat plane of all the ones we've seen. It's better than the one in Batman vs Superman. It's better than the shit that came up with with neon lights later. <laughs> the bat wing, the Batmobile. Batman, the suit, everything. Uh, And, of course, the iconic line that they repeat over and over now, I'm Batman. And uh, no one did it better than Keaton. And as much as I I loathe Batman movies now because they're played out, this movie I will never get tired of. And I just love it. It's a fantastic, fantastic adventure with a solid story, great casting. I really have no complaints at all.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, Frank, let's see here. There was a comment here uh thanks simon for the for the donation for supporting the channel uh he is uh he says is it me or was there a rumor regarding batman uh that robin was supposed to be in the film or he's supposed to get killed have you heard anything yeah no, I
6: anything that's about? a room that is a rumor that was okay. never that was never the plan
1: okay copy that all right
6: chaos uh okay
4: me okay here we go um <laughs> Um, uh, well, uh, Batman, I remember it was a big, big fucking deal. This was like back in the day, like when blockbusters were such a big deal. I remember everybody in school was like, did you guys get tickets to Batman? You're going to see Batman. And oh my God, Batman's going to be amazing. We, we we were so hyped, uh, for Batman. And, uh, I, luckily the movie lived up to expectations. It was a, a fantastic movie. or just a wonderful, uh, exciting film, really well made. Uh, there's, yeah, I guess I mean, we all had the fucking soundtrack, but yeah, the, the Prince music is, I would call it a <laughs> negative. Um, um, <laughs> but, uh, I like Vicky Vale. I mean, I was a big Kim, Kim Bay, singer fan. I, I remember one of my fondest memories is, um, being able to rent nine and a half weeks and, uh, <laughs> by myself and, uh, enjoying that film. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I love Michael Keaton, too. I was a big fan of his stuff from Dream Team, uh, Mr. Mom. Uh, and uh, I I was not aware that people didn't like him. I was not aware that, uh, that that people were like, holy shit. You know, I was like, oh, shit, the guy from Dream Team is Batman. Okay, cool. Uh, I thought he did a great job. I think he's amazing. I, he's, I think he's everybody's kind of favorite Batman. Like, he, he kind of captures it all. Um, and, I you know, I guess it, you look at him and you don't think, well, oh, he could probably can't really pull off – badass action hero, but he does a good job. I mean, I think the suit does half the work and obviously the choreography, but uh, uh, I love him. I think he's great. I'm I'm excited uh, to to see him return to the Flash movie. Uh, And uh, funny enough, uh, it's kind of uh, ironic that we're doing this right now because they just announced Joker 2 is happening.
3: Yeah. Oh, really. Uh, yep. uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. It,
4: yeah, it's happening. but, but okay. The script is being written right now. So uh, yeah. Well. So, so yeah. Ba- ba- Batman is far from dead. Uh, I'm. I'm not very excited <laughs> for the, uh, the 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 Robert Pattinson version. I, I think that's going to be kind of a disaster. Uh,
6: Rob, hopes. It, Rob hopes. Rob uh,
4: hopes. No, there's no way it's going to be a good movie. For, for I I secretly movie. hope
3: it fails miserably. I'm tired oh. of. of- I love Batman, but I'm also tired of seeing him on screen so much with all the great DC characters out there.
4: Uh, yeah, no, there, there's no way that movie's going to do well. Um, I, it already has too much negative press. Even the studio's back, the director isn't happy with it, apparently. It's not going to do well. The trilogy already or has already been abandoned. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. They'll throw it out and it'll be one of those, oh, DC sucks again kind of things, which is unfortunate, because uh, it's my favorite. If I had to pick a side, DC is my favorite, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. Batman, f- fucking stellar movie, amazing film. And mm-hmm. again, these two movies are so important because Superman showed you the light side. Batman is the darker side. DC is, of course, turned more towards the darker side, which is fine by me. I like that too. Uh, uh, but they're very important. They're they're almost templates for superhero movies going forward. So, without a doubt, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, wh- whoever wins, we both win. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like it's sort of like. Remember, ones we we lose, it's like because they're both amazing movies and they're, they should be celebrated. I don't have as deep a connection with Batman, but I enjoy the hell out of the movie. Nice. I hate the sequels, though. I honestly, I I, I don't like Batman Returns, and let's not talk about the other ones. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Love that Joker. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, They've been using out. Brand X. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: you
4: improve Joker amazing. products. <laughs> He's amazing! He's amazing. But he's basically to... being Jack Nicholson. Like that's just yeah. his... they just put makeup on his face and go go. Action.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh awesome. Awesome. Well said. <laughs> I still think he killed it. I still think he killed it though. All right. Tony, uh Tony, uh what do you know about?
7: I don't know anything about <laughs> Really? Well, how about a little you and me? <laughs> oh, you're insane. I thought I was a Pisces. Come on.
4: <laughs> wow.
6: Very, wonderful. Oh.
7: I I have a great memory of this movie, too. Um, not so much for my cousin, because we were waiting for him to go to see this movie. And I went with my dad. My dad, I don't think I've ever seen another movie with him in the movie theater after this. But he wanted to take me to the movies. So we were waiting for my cousin, and my cousin... They were taking their time, and I don't, know, I don't know where they were, and we went without them. And I came back, and I was able to brag about how good the movie was and everything. And uh, he cried, of course. And I just remember thinking, like, it was great. And I, I've watched this so many times over the years. I even remember the the, in the beginning where you're, like, with Bugs Bunny. Like, when you were in, it's like, oh, popcorn? Yeah. Check. Soft drink? Check. Wow. Warner Brothers ball cap? Aha. You Can't watch a Warner Brothers movie without a Warner Brothers ball cap. Well, oh listen, God. Doc, what if they ordered a Warner Brothers ball cap so they had it next time? Well, uh, here's <laughs> all you have to do, folks just send for this. Oh, <laughs> the new I... Warner Brothers catalog. And then I used to, I knew, I know the whole thing. Like I've seen that. it so many times and uh, never order anything out of it though. <laughs> but yeah, I remember like uh, the commercials for like the diet just for the taste of a diet coke ones and you know, um. I, on the other hand, though, like the Prince soundtrack with it, because I think that song Trust Trust. is perfect for what's going on, where he's like, hubba, 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 money, money, money. Who can you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. And where is the Batman? He's at home washing his his tights. tights. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, because he's throwing out this money, you got to trust the guy,
6: right? Yeah. yeah, It's like he's,
7: I think the songs fit you know, maybe yeah. they're a little corny at times, but like, I think they fit perfectly with, with Jack Nicholson and, and um, he's my, I love again, this is another rendition. I like seeing all different types of jokers. You know, he's my, probably my favorite joker. Heath Ledger is my other favorite <laughs> joker, but I think if you just cut every scene out of um the dark Knight that has Batman in it, the movie would be better. Just Heath Ledger the whole time. Like, he's great. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Jack Nicholson. I used to watch this constantly and quote everything in it. I had the, um, I never had the Batmobile, but it is my favorite Batmobile. I I also like Batman Returns one because it can turn into that shell. I know it does it in this too, but like, it's like different than the other one. Plus, the it gets taken over from the Penguin, and he takes it through a rampage. But, um, the the bat, um uh, Batwing. I used to have that toy and you had the trigger and it would shoot out things and it had like the grapple yeah. thing in the front um, and to this day I, I can't help when I'm driving around like if I have something I'll go <laughs> it's like so it's such a great song such an iconic soundtrack um, the ending I don't know how many people have
3: ever just gone <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is that ending is the birth of movie conspiracy theories is it yeah because of the de- notes people were like oh he didn't really die people were saying he jumped out of like a, a fake suit halfway down and or that he is crazy theories came from that oh, I never heard of, any of that oh yeah I remember
7: <clears throat> that's funny but, I, I, again, like, I, I, you know, he does, Batman does kill in this, which Sam, I pointed out, which I never really thought of. Like, I just thought he, you know, cause you don't actually see them dying, but you see they're probably going to die. So, but like, I, I, I really can't say anything negative about this. I've watched, like I said, so many times. Um And the different, there's other things too. Like, I like Michael Keaton as Batman and Bruce Wayne Well. I like um, uh, ben Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Oh, okay. I like him as Batman, but not as much Bruce Wayne. Oh, his
3: his Bruce Wayne is so sad.
7: Yeah, and then George <laughs> Clooney, forget it. But uh, everybody goes on about the nipples on in that movie. I, I don't. I never cared. But I don't know. It's just it's a this is a great movie. I have such a great memory for it. I could watch it now and love it. Um, I I'm a DC fan as well. Um, Flash is actually my favorite, but uh, nice. I mean not that I don't like Marvel, but like I've always just yeah. gone right to DC. Um and Affleck is actually my favorite other Batman. Like oh, I love yeah, I love the darker, darker yeah. Batman. He's my, like. he's, he's my second favorite. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the underrated, yes. You're very, very underrated, and a lot. He's another one. A lot of people said, "Oh, af, af, uh, what do they call him? Batfleck." In that. Yeah. And that it's like, give him a chance. Yeah, and and you
3: know, he, he came a long way from Daredevil. That's why I kept telling people. Yeah,
7: mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I I have nothing negative to say about. It, to be honest, I, all like, right. The
3: whole my whole history with this
7: movie is positive thoughts. Nice, nice.
5: All right, Frank. Yeah. I have one of my most memorable movie-going experiences with this film. I went to see it at Oakland Grandic Theater opening night, Friday night, and I remember showing up and I saw that huge line of people waiting in line just to buy tickets, you know. I was like, wow. And then there's all these people in costume, you know, the Joker makeup, Batman costume. And then once I got in, you know, found a final seat, to sit down. Every time someone with the Batman costume walked down the aisle, people would cheer and applaud. I it was wonderful I and mean, we have this organ player and they have this organ player who plays organ every Friday, Saturday night at the Grand Lake. So it just it, it was just a fantastic movie going experience and people were cheering, laughing and all these lines. Like I still remember, you know, that line when 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 um, Jack Nicholson I mean, yeah, Jack Nicholson's the uh, mister said, You look fine and then he turned around and said, I didn't ask. And that whole <laughs> that whole theater went like ooh, yeah, you know, you know? And then every time he uttered those lines, where did he get this wonderful toy? People were clapping, yep. cheering. Yeah, I had a great time watching this film. And, and you know, like some of you mentioned that Batwing sequence, that, that's like great stuff. And yeah, I mean, this is an iconic film. You know, this this is like light and dark. It is the dark side of a superhero movie, it's really the first dark superhero movie. And, you know, it, it broke a lot of ground. The art design, fantastic. You know, this shot, amazing. I, I loved it, it's, you know, this, this um, cathedral, all these, this entire cathedral sequence is just, you know, gothic, you know, really nicely done, the special effects, the arts, the production, and linking, you know, Joker to, to the killer of Batman's parents, I thought that was a really nice touch, and I like how it wasn't really reviewed until almost like two 30 in the film, you know, then, then you found out, oh, and now they're linked. And, and that line when Batman said, you know, I'm going to kill you, and then um, the Joker said, you know, you idiot, you made me, remember? And that line still gave me the chills. You know that's right. You know Batman made Joker, and then and then he said, "Well, you know I made you, you made me." So there's there goes that link. You know they they now they're really interconnected. They're really you know the, the flip side of the coin. You know Batman's the other side of Joker and vice versa. So to me, <clears throat> at that time, that was like shocking stuff. You know, um, but yeah, I really I mean apart from some quirky humor thing, and also I didn't like the guy who played the other reporter. Um, Poor was his Nox? name? Um, uh, Nox, poor Nox. Yeah. Poor Nox. I, like yeah. I thought he exaggerated a bit too much. Poor Knox. I know, poor Nox. Uh, I, I don't really have much um, opinion on Kim Basinger. I thought she did fine. Um, but yeah, and it's <laughs> some of the quirky humor I like, like, Check his wallet. You remember when he got <laughs> the up down? So this they all these like stuff came out of nowhere. Then I really, that I really, like. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just so unexpected, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then Elfman's score, amazing score. Um, the opening, <laughs> you know, that whole opening credit, with the, you know, it, you know, you don't realize there was actually the Batman logo until the very end. That that reveal. I mean, it's like, wow, well, you know, it, it takes a breath away, man. So, so yeah, iconic film, definitely. Um, nice. Although. I do slightly prefer Batman Returns a little bit more than this film. And it's only because that one's um, even darker than this one. I felt you're uh, you're
1: not alone actually. That's actually been changing recently. Some people mean. actually slowly like their liking returns over and
5: and I also like uh, Batman original. Returns winter setting. I thought it is just perfect. Yeah, that is that good. Thing, you know, with yeah. the snow and the stuff and then that whole entire sequence of the amusement part at the end you know that, that i thought that was very well done and then there's all these i mean it's, it's much more menacing that film i felt i thought than, than this film and there's also like some sometimes there's certain way that line to carry out in that film also like like you know in the amusement park and you know, that the one the girls say you know there's something's approaching very big very dark you know that sort of thing you know, yeah. you know that wings approaching I, I love that kind of stuff it's just i just felt yeah. that film is a bit even darker than this one it I mean, is like, it is it is, is. And, I, and it was caught and i and it kind of like you know reveal my inner love for everything dark and you know all these dark undercurrents in superhero fun. movies so but yeah no question about it this is an all icon right. fan, just like superman and yeah. you know it's like dark versus you know light and yeah nice uh, we really nice. have no complaints yeah all right, cool. Yeah,
1: one yeah. of my favorites is uh one of my favorite parts is why didn't anybody tell me I had one of those things?
5: <laughs> Bob
7: gun. Gonna <laughs> need a minute or two alone, boys. I know, I know. I need a Bob action figure. Uh, you do? Oh, yeah, It's oh, hilarious. I you know, there's a there's a thing that I don't know, it's like a little kind of Easter egg thing that when the jokers spray paint all those paintings and there's that one he goes. Leave this one, Bob. I kind of like it. Yeah. That post, that painting is uh in the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know how you say his name. Joaquin. Oh, really? Joaquin Walk yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is a little little uh in a in a frame above his TV. Oh,
5: wow. That oh, same awesome. painting.
7: So it's like a little easter egg. Oh, yeah, like looks how
5: I don't like how when he was flipping over, you know, Vicky uh, Vale's uh, portfolio, he said, crap, 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 ooh. You know, I was, I don't uh... like <laughs> that. No, that's good work. <laughs> that's good. The skulls. Yeah. The
1: bodies. I don't know if it's art,
5: but I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff.
7: I John... like Michael Keaton in that part, too, where he flips out <laughs> yeah. with the, with the poker. Let's get yeah. nuts.
1: Uh, thanks, John, for the don't know. You, uh, John says he loves this Batman movie, and that it led to the best animated Batman series, I would have to agree. And I heard they're actually Ooh. trying to bring back the animated series on HBO Max. So good luck with that. Samurai, so, thank you. Uh-huh.
6: you. We're doing J- the Joker is played by Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not an animal. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't Jack Nicholson. That was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, I was the guy that was trying to do Timothy Oliphant and it turned into Donald Trump. So I'm oh, not God. here to uh <laughs> <laughs> do it. I'm not here to do accurate impressions. It's all
2: Lancaster.
1: There you go. Also Sumo. Sumo.
2: Yo, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh just like Superman, I mean I saw this one about the same time Rob did, you know, he was about twelve years old. I was about the same age. Uh, my uncle took us to go to see it at a theater. This is like one of the old school theaters, where it's like a, like a down a regular strip of shops. You know, it's, it's somewhere in, Al- in Alhambra or in that in that vicinity area, and um, we waited in line like, three hours, man, just waiting to get in to see this movie. Wow! Uh, and just the sheer joy of sitting there. Uh, there was no trailers before the movie started. Ooh. And then all of a sudden, you see the Warner Brothers logo, and it goes dark. You know, and got that music starting to play, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, this is going to be cool." You know, and just watching the whole intro, and then just, when you get to that movie, it's like it just hits you really good, man. It's such a good movie. I mean, the just the dark humor in it. Um, again, the practical effects that Tim Burton rolled out in this movie were just mind-boggling. You know, even though he had some minimal animation done here and there. Uh, with the practical effects, like the Joker falling. As he fell deeper, you could tell it was a, a cartoonish Joker, right? Falling down to his death. Uh, and, and then just um, overall the action sequences, uh, the museum uh, scene was just epic for me. Uh, and then of course, all of the amazing things you can quote from this movie is just ridiculous. Right? I mean, you can watch Superman and say, okay, you know what, Superman, I remember this, I remember this, but with Batman, you pretty much can remember the entire movie, uh, word <laughs> for word. You know, and that's and like I said, uh, this one uh, for me was uh, very special to me. And Nicholson just killed it. And nice, uh, that is my
1: number one guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? it? always it always sounded like. Remember, you are my number one, and I. And It I. always sounded like an I for some reason. When you put subtitles on, it says "Guy." It's like what? You gotta love. You gotta love.
7: Uh, I thought it was "and I." When I was, I think
1: younger. it says guy, he guy like, yeah, he makes, yeah. it makes guys, sense, in, but, like, like yeah, yeah. but it sounds like he always says, uh, Am yeah, I'm and I,
2: one of my <laughs> in uh, sorry, real quick, when they were oh, inside ahead, uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, museum and they were looking at the different armors, right? Yeah. And then uh, when, he, when Knox looked at him, he goes, This must have been king of the wicker people, <laughs> and he goes, Oh no, that's 1600, uh, 16th century Japanese. And he goes, Well, how do you know? And he goes, uh, because I bought it in Japan,
7: <laughs> <laughs> great as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's great. Okay. poor. Poor Knox. Ready? Wasn't um the guy who played who played uh um Alfred was the same one in every one of the Batman movies. Same with uh oh, what was his name the 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 cop. Sorry, we're going through a tunnel.
3: <laughs> you talking uh,
7: the cop? Oh, yeah, about, um, uh,
3: Gordon, God, Commissioner Gordon. God yeah,
7: God? They were, they were in the same the sequels, guy who played yeah. Gordon was in all the movies in all the these, you know, Batman. Uh, and so was uh, Alfred. Yep. Yeah,
6: Alfred was played by Alfred Gao, Michael, Michael Gow Michael Gow. He's, yeah. I
7: think, he's my favorite Alfred. He's great. Like I like him a lot. I, I guess because I started with him. And then when I saw him in Sleepy Hollow, I was like, "That's Alfred." <laughs> but didn't, didn't he play
1: the butler to Val Kilmer in Top Secret?
7: I, I've never seen Top Secret. Yeah, oh, I mean,
1: highly, oh. recommend, highly recommend you watch oh, Top Secret. It. It's really
6: funny. <laughs> Are we ready for me? Go for it. When I was growing up, Superman was already over. All the com- all the Superman comics were either Red Kryptonite or fantasy episodes. They were just, it was over. So I I lived on Batman. I loved Batman. And in 1966, on the TV show, I, I don't know if any of you saw the original commercials for the Batman TV show. The original commercials were incredible. They, they, you heard, a voice came on and said, the wheels are humming. The Batman is coming. And you just saw the wheel of the Batmobile with the symbol (laughs) moving very quickly. And I was so thrilled. I don't know what I did that week, but I did something wrong to the point where my father said, you can't see the premiere of Batman. And I was just like, I started crying and ripping my hair out that I had at that time. And it, you know, and my brother who usually couldn't care what happened to me intervened on my behalf and said, Let Rick watch the premiere. You can take away something else of his tomorrow. So he let me watch the premiere. And I was like, oh, oh, so excited, so excited. Then I saw the premiere. This was me when the premiere started. This is the premiere when, this is me when the premiere ended. It was that campy crap. And again, even then, I wanted my heroes to be real. I didn't want them to be campy. And so that led me into, first when they said Tim Burton was going to do it, I sort of went, oh, that might be good. And then when they announced that Michael Keaton was going to star, I loved it because even then, you know, by then I had already been working for Atlas Comics. I already created comic books. I already worked on comic books. And I always wondered what it would be like if Batman grew up and he wasn't six foot five full of muscles. He just grew up as a normal guy. What would he do? That was Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton grew up to be just a normal guy who had to become something else. He was the only one, he was the only Batman actor I ever, I can remember that really needed the suit. Everybody else was handsome, six foot five, muscular. They didn't need the fucking suit. But he did, and he used that suit specifically. And one of the reasons it worked so well—if you showed all those clips again, uh, where he moves uh, sumo, I mean, not sumo, uh, samurai—you'll notice he can't move his neck. Mm -hmm. Right. That thing, that thing was not made that he so he could turn his head. Mm. He had to move his entire body. That's why in the fight in the alleyway with Bob and the other henchmen, that was the first time I ever really saw Kung Fu in an American movie, not a Chinese movie. He didn't make fists. He, he, he did it all open hand because he couldn't move his head. They made the same mistake in Batman Begins. Again, they had plotted out all these fight scenes, and then they couldn't do them because, again, they gave him a suit where he couldn't move his neck. And here, Burton knew how to do it because Burton had been model animating for his entire life. He had made all these model animated shorts for himself and for Disney. And so once he got this Batman character, he said, all right, this is how I'm going to do it. And he was perfect. And I also loved it because, oh, yeah, let me, here we go. Detective Comics, the 50th anniversary issue. The issue where Bane breaks Batman's back. It's the anniversary. And for some reason, the editor of Batman liked me. He had me involved. So in the back of that issue, they had tribute. People of note pay homage to Batman. And for some reason, what doesn't belong in that issue? Well, I I am in that issue. for a four page where they not only give me the illustration, but they give me the Bob Kane illustration at the bottom. So once again, you guys are stuck because I'm going to be reading from the Book of (laughs) Red. In cartoons, there's something called the Bugs Bunny moment, wherein the Oscar-winning rabbit stops dead in his tracks, looks looks at the audience and screams, what am I doing? Not too long ago, this company did their own version of that which could be more accurately termed the DC Wait-A-Minute. Therein, writers who were still not slavishly worshipping Stanley's shadow realized that comics were their own unique medium, not a movie storyboard or a novel with drawings. Batman has prospered by this, creators with passion and compassion saying, wait a tick, what would it really be like to be in a guy in blue tights who kicks people in the face? Unlike Superman, who can never really become sophisticated until they figure out exactly why no one recognizes him just because he puts on a pair of glasses, Batman is a natural for maturity. First, he's suprahuman, human not superhuman. If any of us worked out eight hours a day for 20 years, we could be as powerful as he. But second, we couldn't be Batman because he fights to bring his murdered parents back which makes him an intrinsically tragic character. And like all intrinsically tragic characters, from the Ninja to Dracula, from Mad Max to Rambo, from Hamlet to Darth Vader, he's fascinating to good artists and audiences alike. Now for a nickel, I'll tell you a way to get around the glasses of Superman problem. That's what I wrote in there. And I'll be happy to tell you about the Superman thing. But yes, what we have here is a character who is intrinsically flawed, who is doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, up against, as you pointed out already, his yin-yang. We've got his yin against the Joker's yang. He creates the Joker. But throughout my entire life, I was always infuriated by the Joker. And not so much because he existed, but because Batman didn't kill him. Because so many innocent people were destroyed because he doesn't, Take ba- Joker out. He doesn't put him permanently away. So in this movie, he does. The Joker didn't just kill it. Batman killed Joker, and I couldn't have been happier. But I also couldn't have been happier because I didn't have to wait in line. At that time, I was very good friends with a gentleman, the late great Mike Rob, who ran the most successful comic book stores in Connecticut called the dream factory. And he wasn't going to just stand online and go to the premiere of Batman. He rented the theater and brought the entire staff and all his friends and all the employees as his guests to see the premiere of Batman in Connecticut, including me who sat next to him. And when that, Batplane went up in front of the moon, to create the back signal, he leaned over to me and whispered, haven't you been waiting your entire life to see that? <laughs> and so finally, finally, because this basically was the second serious, well, this was the first serious superhero movie. Even though they had humor in it, all these characters played it real. It was all verisimilitude. There was no character who was an Otis. Everyone existed. The sycophants, the the you know Bob who allowed the Joker to kill him, you know a lot of people like that. There were thousands of them at the uh, at the on the Capitol steps on uh, January you know twentieth or sixth or whenever it was. So yeah, all of these guys were real, and everything worked. And by the way, Prince, the Prince songs had a very specific purpose, that it paid off. Yeah, do we care about the Prince songs? I like the Prince song, but. You know, as they say in Rocky Picture Horror Show, we didn't build him for you. There was another audience they were trying to attract, and Prince got that audience in. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was very successful. And it also worked very well for what Tim Burton was doing. And by the way, I I'm never going to choose a side between DC and Marvel when I can have both. So I'm not going I'm not an or person, I'm an and person. <laughs> I I like the only thing I care about is if it's good or great. That's all I care. Right. I mean, I've seen <laughs> bad Marvel movies. I've seen great Marvel movies. Thankfully, there are a lot more great ones than there are bad ones. But I've seen a lot of bad DC ones. But I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to see all of them. I'm not going. I'm going to go see the Robert Pattinson. Why not? I give him a shot. I'm not going to. I'm going. I'm not going to make my judgment before I see it. But it's Batman. Of course, I'm going to go see it. And by the way, also I might mention, I feel that Batman Returns would have been great. If they had simply chosen one villain, not two, you can't, people keep, after Batman Returns, a lot of people made the same mistake. They put more than one villain in it. Use one villain. If it had been just Batman and Catwoman, that would have been genius. It would have been respected as everything else. And save the Penguin for the next movie and concentrate on him in that one. That would have been awesome. But in any case, let's see. Anything else I need to say? Uh, but I, mean, I haven't even waited your entire life to see the joke that killed it. I always wonder what would happen. Yeah. No, that's pretty much it.
1: All
0: right. All right.
6: Yeah. Batman. Okay. okay. okay.
0: It's, okay.
4: Time it's time to vote. To vote.
1: All, right. All right. Rob, who's going to win today? Who you got, son? Oh, Who you got man. your money on? Who you got
3: it on? This is really, really hard because... These two great movies and, you know, oh, man. When I look at these two movies, I kind of compare them to two cycles of my life. Batman is like me in my 20s. I go, I'm single, I'm womanizing, you know what I mean? This is when I was younger and a lot thinner and had hair. So I was, you know, a lot better looking back then, you know, and and I was doing the Playboy life and this and that. And then Superman represents my current life, which is accomplishment, my children, my love, my desire to to move forward and provide and take care. Mm -hmm. Say it again. And both both those things are very important, you know, because you need those 20s experiences to grow up and get to where you are currently. So, but I have to say, this moment in my life now is the most precious thing to me. And because of that, I gotta go with Superman.
1: All right. Soups. Soups, there it is. All right. Chaos.
7: Soups, <laughs> there it is.
1: Superman's, Superman. There you go. Soup's for yeah. soups for chaos. Yeah.
7: Representing Tony. Well, I'm gonna make my my answer very long and you know. Just so keep everybody sitting here batman <laughs> batman all right. all right frank who you
5: got well you know both are iconic films you know like i said one represented you know light the superhero in the light and the superhero dark but considering how iconic the you know the superman movie was and like i said without superman we wouldn't have all these other superhero movies that came afterwards and, and also the fact that I found myself liking Batman Returns a bit more and more over the years, I yeah. would have to go with Superman. And also, wow. not a not a plug or anything. I do want to let you guys know I yeah. really enjoy reading this Superman Smashes the Clan comic book from Jean Yang. It's a wonderful comic book. I highly <laughs> recommend this. But, uh-huh. you know... And also the epicness of Superman all these like different cuts and stuff. It's like all it's right. always great to go back and revisit and see
2: all these different scenes. So yeah, I thought, both are gonna go Batman. But,
5: okay. Yeah, I have to tip my head a little bit off more to Superman.
2: Okay. Sumo. I am team Batman. All right. Uh, again, growing up, I, I watched Batman all the time. It's more memorable to me as opposed to Superman and it was more intriguing to me for the storyline and and the pacing of the movie was just really good. All so, right,
1: it's Batman. Copy that. Three to two right now, Rick.
6: Well, I'm not Rick yet. I'm FJ DeSanto right now.
1: Oh, oh, sorry. Oh.
6: And FJ sent me his vote. Okay. And this, and also what he would have said. I don't know if I have much to add about the respective productions, but I will say that I think both are masterpieces. I think Superman is so good and so well made that no one has ever been able to get superman right or as good ever since it is almost now impossible to deviate uh, from the character successfully It was made at the most perfect time it could exist as something grounded those first two movies are incredible the benchmark is seemingly untouchable to the point where now they are going to try and reinvent a new version of the character it's a real testament to dick donner who knew exactly how to take all the best parts of the superman and presented in a very modern context. Without this movie, there's no Nolan Batman movie. Now, Batman is an amazingly constructed cultural event. Don't get me wrong, it's a good movie, but its significance, not just to cinema, but to comic book movies in general, cannot be underestimated. Everything from the casting, to the production design, to the soundtrack, to the merchandising, is audacious and carefully curated to capture something that allows it to exist in a different stratosphere. Remember, at this point, all the world really had was the campy 1966 Batman. Without this movie, the comic book movie boom that has now lasted several decades doesn't happen. Whereas Donner wanted to show a Superman that existed in our world, Burton created a world in which Batman could exist. The world building, thanks to Burton and Anton first is mind-boggling. Everything about it is daring, and I don't think anyone would have the balls to do something this drastic today. Both movies complement each other really well. While I think Superman is a better movie story wise, I pick Batman in all this right. because of the impact it had as a cultural event on the legacy it has had since on cinema. And this is all a- right. And and F.J. at that time was working for the producer of Batman, Michael Eusef. And so he's not doing it out of that. He's doing that. And, And again, I think you know what my vote's going to be, because to me, Superman, as wonderful as it was and what wonderful memories I had of it, was multiply flawed to me. Batman was not. So I choose Batman.
1: All That's right, cool. look at that. Woo-hoo-hoo. Check that out. Wow, I thought you were gonna go soups there. It's getting, it's and interesting. FJ, uh, uh, did Batman too. How, how awesome is that? That is pretty awesome. I marry
6: Superman, I <laughs> I fuck Batman <laughs> for the money, <laughs> and I'm just or not. Luther Luther and Joker. right?
1: <laughs> oh, just really quick, this is what the internet voted for, just for fun before I forget.
7: Oh, oh wow.
1: Wow. There you go. <laughs> Th- 372 votes. There you go. So that's what the internet voted for. I got to make sure they get some shine. As long as All you right. fuck
7: Superman, he doesn't fuck you because then you're just dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Love Superman. This has grown on me. This has grown on me. I love it. It is. I love it. But I got to go with that moment of being little samurai in the theater. That experience I will always cherish. Batman, baby. Wow. Oh yeah! Yes, and I knocked over uh, my mic.
7: I was on, <laughs> I was on a winning vote for once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I knocked over my mic. Batman's the winner, baby. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and chaos, I know you got to go, brother. You got to
7: bounce right now. He's got to dip. Uh, He's
1: got to go. Yeah, no, one he, dip.
4: The, the vinegar syndrome sales is about to drop in about less than an hour, and I'm going live. And there's a ton of stuff happening, so I've got to, I've got to jump off. But uh this has been a blast.
1: Yeah, brother, we'll we'll get you on the next one. Thanks again.
4: Yes, don't forget guys. to
1: subscribe to Master Chaos. Thanks, man. Wow. Thanks for hanging yeah, out. You guys. Bye.
7: All right, Bye All right. You know, I used to have a poster of Jack Nicholson where he was on the beach doing that, like a luscious tan. Those ruby lips and hair color. So natural. Only your undertaker knows for sure. I had that like for him in the beach chair.
2: He's going like that. <laughs> Up until
7: a few years ago and it got ruined, but I used
2: to have that in my room. Oh, that's hilarious. So going back yeah. to the, the, the merchandising that you guys were talking about earlier, I get it. Uh, when Batman came out, tons of t-shirts, tons of just memorabilia. But was there ever a t-shirt with the Joker that had the Wonderful expression saying, Never rub another man's group barb." <laughs> I don't think I I've ever, ever seen one. Like that.
1: Nope. I'm sure you could probably make it now or find oh, it. Yeah. Go to I,
7: I, I was okay with whoever won tonight.
1: Yeah. You know, yes. I love both honestly. One favorite.
7: of my favorite shows of all time was Smallville. And, you know, it, it was a little campy here and there, but I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, Frank's got merch. Oh,
5: yeah, Frank. I just want guys to Wrong. show you guys oh, this nice. is, um, what I got from SciShow Collectibles. This is the oh. Michael Keaton Batman figure, <sighs> and then this is the, you know, the Japanese um, Batman oh. uh, Joker, the, um, joke? the the comic book.
1: Man, yeah, A oh, killing fine. joke.
5: Sci-cho yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are amazing. Right so these are like two of my favorite collectible action figures. Yeah. Well, Sideshow Collectibles
1: is like museum quality. It's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, uh, okay. Bo, oh, one quick super chat before we roll, uh, wrap it up for today. Batman and Superman are the banner heroes for DC. <laughs> to me, what, what is Jeez, going on? Superman is great on screen, but Batman definitely owned the comments. Not even close thoughts. All right. I do. Agree. Uh, well, that's debatable. I mean, there's so many, there's so many fans of Superman comics out there. There's fans on both sides. Everyone's going crazy showing their stuff out there. If they can ever, going, oh, if they it. Could ever get show, the rights, Sumo, grab something to show real quick. Do it. If they uh, can ever get the rights, I would Godzilla. like to see Batman vs. Predator. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Did you see the fan fan film that was made a long time ago? No. Oh, it's amazing. It's years I read ago. The I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's pretty. It's pretty good. But yes, yeah, I, I would love magic. a movie. <laughs> I just watched
7: Mandy last night. The first
1: time. <laughs> oh, this is a blast! Always fun. Oh, look at that! Ooh, nice Wonder Ooh. Woman. I like that. What? He <laughs> got Yoda hat. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy right there. Oh well, this was a lot of fun. Thanks again, Frank. Thanks again for hanging out, Tony. Thank you. Thanks again, my friend, Thank you. Rob. Thank you. We got pickle Rick here, pickle Rick. That's right. Thanks, Pickle Rick. And Sumo, thanks again, brother, for hanging out. Thank all of you, badasses, for hanging out. Uh, Thank you. With the Versus episode today, this is a lot of fun. These keep getting better and better. All these badasses and legends hanging out, talking about <laughs> movies, which is what we love doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we may be doing something Saturday. We'll see. We may be doing the Drunken Master style fat pickups live, baby. We may. It depends. Lady Fablood's still under the weather, so we'll see if that works out. Because I know you guys have been, where's the next Fat Pickups? Uh, We don't have that much, but uh, we'll have enough to hang out with you guys and have some fun doing some Drunken Master style. That's right. Buy everything Eureka. (laughs) Subscribe to Rob, Entertainment Talk Nation. Subscribe to Tony of the Dead. Sumo, you need to
3: start doing some content.
2: Do not subscribe. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, this is a lot of fun. All right, guys.
3: My son has one, Reese.
1: Oh, he's oh. got
2: Critters. It's the Critters
1: one. I love that. Oh, well, I, I love that. Of. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was a lot of fun. We'll see you badasses next time. And uh, take care, guys. Keep watching movies. Peace out. Goodbye. Peace uh-huh. in the middle.